how's it going everyone? My name is Daniel and this, this is Guns and Stuff. So, Guns and Stuff is a weekly Q&A show with me where we sit down and we talk about guns and stuff. It's pretty simple. It's a lot of fun. Y'all dropped in some really great questions. I'm super excited to get into it. So let's go for it. Opinions on the SCAR 17 reliability or POS first. I don't know what POS means, so I can't speak on it, but I'm all the way biased. I love the SCAR 17. Like the SCAR 17 is one of my favorite guns. Like that is a gun on my short list that I plan on buying and building. Like I wanna get a SCAR 17 in black. I wanna chop the barrel SBR. Yeah, so I'm probably the wrong person to talk to because I love the SCAR 17. As far as to a friendly state to move to, where would you go? That's tough. That's really tough. Um, so for me, like I've said before, like when I'm voting, guns aren't the number one reason why I make decisions in my life. They are a part of it. Um, if I'm going to move out of Maryland, it's not gonna be to New York or Cali or a state that's gonna have worse gun laws. Holster options for appendix inside the waistband. Hit up Roger at QVO Tactical. This is an appendix. This is like a four o'clock holster, but they make dope, amazing stuff. Check out Roger at QVO. He'll hook you up. Thoughts on the new Loophold Mini Dot? Um, I think it's innovative. I, I, I do think it's innovative. I think it's a new approach to do something different. I think it's just weird. I, I There's not a lot that I like. Um, I haven't shot it. I don't know anything about it. It's weird though, it's really, really weird. It comes across to me like a red fiber optic site, like a red fiber optic front post. It's very, very similar to that. So never shot it, so I can't give a definitive answer, a definitive thought on it. I think it's a little weird though. How do you budget for a new firearm? So you budget for a new firearm like you budget for anything else. So set your budget, set your price, figure out how much money you can set aside in your check for that, and then just stack cash. One thing that I would say to keep in mind, and this has always been true, but a lot more now because ammo different prices are a lot higher. The price of your gun usually isn't what you're gonna pay out the door. There's gonna be taxes, depending on the state that you're in, Maryland charges additional stuff to, to run background checks and things like that. So whatever your price of your gun is, usually add another hundred bucks for all the licensing and locks and fees and all that kind of stuff. And I probably would add another hundred to $150 for ammo and things, and just, just straight up ammo. So whatever the price of your gun you're saving for, add another $250 on top of that. So put a little bit aside from every check and then buy the gun. A lot of people are asking me, is stuff gonna go out of, is it stuff's gonna be illegal? Is it gonna be impossible to get? It's hard to get guns right now. Guns are expensive. It is not impossible. If you wait, if you're patient, and if you become friends with a dealer and they'll let you know when stuff is in stock, within a month you can pretty much get anything normal, weird, exotic stuff that's harder to come by, but you can get anything normal fairly quickly. So it's bad, it's not like impossible. So don't like lose your mind, don't go into crazy debt to do this. Like be sensible, be smart, put money aside. One thing I would also say is you might need to put other things aside. So maybe you all aren't going out to eat as much. Maybe you're not putting that upgrade on your car. You're cutting other places in your life 
to make room for this. Um, a lot of people say guns are too expensive. I'm like, no, they're just not important enough in your life. If you had a very dire emergency, like if I told you in a month, someone's gonna break into your house and the cops are gonna show up and you have one month to get a thousand dollars to save for a gun, you'd have that money in two hours. So I feel like a lot of people say guns are expensive, but I'm honestly like, it's just not important enough to you. And that's fine if guns aren't that important to you, but don't go out complaining saying you can't do this. It's not that you can't do it, you just don't want to. That's a little bit of a rant, but I, I hope I answered your question. Looking to get a staccato, what's on your dream list to buy? Um, Like I said a little earlier, I was like Scar 17 with the chop barrel. I really want an SBR Scar 17. Staccatos are cool, I've shot them. There's other cool guns out there, so staccatos are really dope. I don't know if they're on my dream gun list, but yeah, staccatos are cool. Arc Division Reactor, thoughts? Roger at QVO has it, did I shoot it? So. When I went to QVO Tactical and hung out with Roger, we just did the show, we just talked. I messed with the gun, I got my hands on it. It's really nice, especially on the OZ9 frame. I didn't do any shooting with him. I'm I'm gonna be back in Vegas sooner than later, so we're gonna have to go shooting next time I'm out there, but no, I did not shoot it. It does look dope, and I might be looking to pick one up. I'm gonna be honest, it, it looks really cool. Best upgrades for a Shield 40? Um. It depends on the gun. There's certain guns that take upgrades really well. And in my opinion, there's some guns that just don't need a lot of upgrades to them. I think the shield is one of those guns. Uh, I haven't done a lot if, I think I swapped out the trigger on my shield, but I haven't done like a lot of work to my shield. It's pretty much stock. Um, so if it were me, I might leave it stock, maybe swap out the trigger. Um, besides that, I don't know if there's a whole lot you can do with the shield to improve it. Would you pay the premium price for off-roster guns if you lived in Cali? I don't know anything about that. I don't live in Cali. It depends what the price is. If it's triple the price of the gun, I'm not paying $1,500 for base Glock 19 Gen 4. If it's like a $200 tax or something on top of it, maybe. It really depends on what you're trying to do, what you're trying to get done. Is this a gun that you really, 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 really want? Um, for me, Glock Gen 3s would work just fine, so I don't really know what gun you're looking at, but if it's something you really, really want, then you can go for it, because you really, really want it. If not, I might not do it. What brand case or bag is good for air travel, for rifle and pistol, etc.? That's a great question. If you asked me yesterday, I would have said something else, but today I'm probably gonna say Seahorse cases. Um, Yeah, check their stuff out. I actually have some of their, some cases from them coming because they look really, really cool and they are recommended by someone who knows what they're talking about. So check out Seahorse cases, I'm about to, so they look like they got really, really dope stuff. Um, beyond that, you really don't wanna go with a bag. Basically, when you fly with a gun, it needs to be in a sealed case that TSA cannot get into. So you can't put TSA locks on it or anything like that. It needs to be a sealed case that only you can get into. If something crazy happens, they'll cut the locks off, but it needs to be a case only you can get into. So you have to have your special locks on it. If they need to get in the case, they'll ask for your key, stuff like that. But when it comes to flying with a case, you really wanna make sure that you have a TSA approved gun case. That's gonna be the easiest way to get that taken care of and they're not cheap. You don't wanna just go with a normal rifle case because someone can smash a thing with ammo and take your guns out. Um, do not underestimate people's ability to really want to steal a gun um, because yes, that gun in case is being taken out by TSA, but it's passing a lot of hands before it gets onto the plane and a lot of weird stuff happens at airports. So you wanna make sure that your guns are protected, your investment is protected, so buy a quality case when you're flying with guns. Would Scorpion be good for home defense? So this goes a little bit into the tactics side and I don't really talk about tactics, but the CD Scorpion is a really great gun to shoot. 
It's really easy to shoot. It's really easy to shoot on target really fast and it's nine millimeter. So is nine millimeter a good caliber for home defense? That's what I use, that's what I trust. So I'm gonna say yes for me, but it really depends on who you are, where you live, what your situation dictates, all the kind of stuff. So I can't really say if it's good or not because I don't know you, I don't know what you're going through, but for me, it's dope. Iron Tester Offset Red Dot. Um, Red Dots are to the durability point right now where you can run a Red Dot and you really don't have to worry about it. Um, If you're doing this for money, like you're shooting a three gun match, you're gonna win money, have all three, but realistically, a Red Dot will be just fine. Most underrated pistol. This might surprise some people, some people maybe not. I think the most underrated pistol is the Smith & Wesson SD9VE. That gun is like 200, 350 bucks and it is a solid, legit, awesome pistol. The issue comes in when people say the gun has a terrible trigger and has a lot of stuff that's wrong with it. Um, I have one, that was the first gun I bought and for what it's meant for, value enhanced self-defense gun, it's a great option. So I think it's a really, underappreciated gun for what it is. That gun is designed for someone who is strapped for cash and needs a solid, reliable gun that they can count on. If you buy the SC9VE and you're making changes to it, that means you had more money, go buy a more expensive gun. But for me, I'm a big fan of the SC9VE. Best budget optic. So someone asked me a question similar to this. And when you ask a question like this, I need context. I don't know what you mean when you say best budget optic. Are you talking about optic is basically any sighting system with glass in it. I don't know if you're talking about magnified or I'm not talking if you're a red dot. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. If you're looking for a budget optic, uh, um, magnified optic, check out Attaball. If you're looking for a budget red dot, check out Hollow Sun or Vortex. I don't really know what you need. If you're living in the Pacific Northwest where it's raining all the time, maybe you need an enclosed emitter. If you're living somewhere where there's a lot of sunlight, maybe you need a gun, that uh, optic that's gonna be a lot brighter for you. I don't know what you need. If you're a man, maybe you need a green dot. There, there's so many different things that play into that and so many different budget optics that factor into that that I can't really say this is the best one to get. So give me some more information and I will be able to help you out better. So I don't know, I guess. Describe what the next year looks like for the firearms industry, and then two years after that. So I have to look into my crystal ball. Um, that's a good question. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't think we're not going to get a definitive answer and a good idea of what the next year is gonna look like until summer. Um, President Biden has hasn't been in for a month yet, so we don't know what he's gonna do, where he's gonna go, how he's gonna move, what's gonna be his priorities. Um, we just don't know. So I'm not gonna make any declarations until the summer. I'm not expecting anything crazy to change this year. So if you wanna buy something, if you're looking at something, get it this year when stuff is hard to find, not impossible or illegal. So I'll say that. Do you have any friends who are brand new gun owners? Do they ask you for advice? Absolutely. I have a lot of friends who have helped buy a gun over this past year. Um, they've got guns, they're really excited. I've sent them to trainers, like we've been working over this past year. So yes, I have a lot of friends who have guns and my phone pretty much since March has been blowing up with people asking me how to buy a gun, where can they find a gun, can I give them a gun? Like. Every question you think people would ask, I have been asked almost on a weekly basis. So yes, people have been reaching out like crazy, which is kind of why I started Guns and Stuff to answer all the questions I was getting and all the people reaching out to me. So yes, 
I have been helping as many people as I can get strapped. Suppressor ban prediction. Should I buy one now or can I wait four to five months? Well, President Trump is out of office, so the fear of suppressors being banned is away right now. I think there's gonna be other stuff that's gonna be approached before suppressors, so you, I think you have a little bit more time, at least two or so years. Um, but if you want one, I think now's a great time to do it, like when they're in stock. If a suppressor ban is announced, the stock will dry up immediately. Like, like if you go to a store, they're gonna be cans there. So I would buy something now while it's still in stock and there's not a run on it and you have more time. Like imagine if you were worried about ammo like two years ago and you can just, just still go to the store and buy ammo. That's what it is with cans right now. So go grab a can. You got time to pay for it as it's in jail. So yeah, I'd grab a can. What age should I start training my kid? That is specifically based on the maturity level of your kid. You know how mature your kid is. There are some five-year-olds that are ready to shoot guns. There are some 25-year-olds that should not go near a gun. So it's really based on your relationship with your kid and how intelligent and mature your child is. One rule of thumb that I say is your kid needs to be able to say the four firearm safety rules and your kid needs to know how to clear whatever gun you're gonna have them shoot safely. So buy dummy rounds, have them work and manipulate that gun with dummy rounds. And if they are competent and you're sure they know what they're doing, then go to live rounds. But don't rush it. Don't like push them into guns because you can only have one first time experience with a gun and it needs to be great so the kid wants to keep doing it. Hellcat for EDC. So I posted about the Hellcat on YouTube and I got a bunch of hell for it. So I'm gonna do an official review on the Hellcat and to get you all off my back. It's probably gonna get a lot of haters. Um, a little note on the Hellcat and just a lot of gear in general. I'm sorry. It's reliable is not a valid excuse for a gun to be good. Like in 2020, 2021, like that is out the window. Like the Glock 17 was made over 30 years ago. If the standard for a gun for 30 years ago, the same standard today, there was something wrong in the gun industry. So for me, reliability is like out the window. That's just like a gun should, that's like a gun shoots a bullet and is reliable. If a gun comes out this year, reliability shouldn't be a factor as to why you buy. If a gun isn't reliable, it just shouldn't come out. So if you take reliability away and now you take shootability, price and all that kind of stuff into factors as if a gun is good, the Hellcat isn't a great gun. 365 is better, the 48 is better. The shield is better in my opinion. I think the, um, the trigger on the shield is better. So I am not gonna endorse a gun that I don't think is great. Um, also, I'm just gonna go there. I'm not a big fan of Springfield because of the way they do their marketing. They put their guns in the hands of people who will get their guns in as many people's face as possible on their timeline. They are phenomenal at marketing, like they kill it. The issue with that is though, I don't trust a lot of people they send their guns to um, because I know they don't know what they're doing and they're just getting a check. So when I see the Hellcat pop up on everyone's page at the same time, and they all say it's great, I get the feeling that it's the, not their true opinion. So that's my opinion on the Hellcat. Um, I have shot it. I don't like it just as a gun that's barring all the Springfield stuff. Um, so I'll do an official review on the Hellcat. I'm getting a lot of flack for this post. I don't really care. I'm kind of hopped up on energy drinks, so yeah. But yeah, Hellcat, not a big fan of it. And I think there's some intrinsic things about the gun, not just Springfield, that makes it not the best option to go for a tiny concealed carry gun. Are you ever gonna build a polymer 80 gun? So yes, but I'm not gonna talk about it on here. There are certain things that I do with firearms that I just don't post publicly. So there are guns that I own that you're never gonna see on my Instagram. Um, I think 
just like most things in life, there are some things that should be kept private that you should keep to yourself. So yes, I'm a big fan of Polymer 80 and you're probably not gonna see any P80 guns on my page. How much is Arrow paying me? Not enough, like for real, for real. I've sent them my rate card like three times. About to send their bills to like a collection agency. Like that's like, no, I'm joking. Um, so a little bit about me and a little bit behind the curtain. I do not take any money to endorse any product. I never have. And I'm 99.999% sure I will never. If Lamborghini offers me a sponsorship, I will take it happily. Um, so I, I don't take any money for sponsorships and I a lot of products that I'm offered, I don't take. Um, <laughs> I was just talking to someone about this. There are certain people on social media that when a product shows up on their page, we all know they got money and they're gonna say something great about it, whether products or not. Um, for me, I value your guys' opinion of me and I value my word and my integrity pretty much beyond any product. So you're not going to see a lot of products on my page. Most of the stuff on my page, I bought myself. Um, a few things were given to me, and if something's given to me, I'm just gonna say, this was given to me. And whenever something's given to me, I usually start out the conversation with, can I talk crap about it? No, I don't want it. So every company that sends me something understands and knows that if I don't like it, I'm not gonna praise it. Look at my Walther video. Um, so when it comes to me and products, I try to be as upfront and transparent as possible because I really value the audience that I have. I really value people asking me questions and valuing my opinion. And I, I'm not willing to sell that out for a check or anything like that. So Arrow's not paying me. No one's really paying me, even though I've tried to get them. It's like that. Um, so when you see my opinion on a product, that really is my genuine opinion. If I think something stupid like the VP9, I'm gonna say it's stupid like the VP9, but yeah. So Arrow's not paying me, I wish they would, but they have the money. Like these jokers are selling so much product. Like they better come out with a spaceship or something, but it's like no, but no, Arrow's not paying me. On a Glock 19 Gen 5 MOS with the Hollow Sun 507, what light do you recommend and why? Um, Streamlight TLR7A because it's 500 lumens and it fits flush with your gun. Um, there's a lot of really great lights out there. Me personally, I'm waiting for the Inforce Wild 1. I think that's gonna be a really dope light. I think 2021, if every company can get their manufacturing together, is gonna be a really, really, really great year for lights. Mod Light's coming out with their light. Inforce is supposed to come out with their flush light, so. I'm really excited about the lights coming out, but if you want a light right now, I grab the TLR7A. On my carry gun, I'm rocking an X300, but this is a big boy, 600 lumens. It's a lot of fun, but this thing is, it's a, it's a lot to carry. Best 9mm SIG. Um, there's a lot of really great SIGs out there. If, you, if money's no option, grab one of the Legions. Um, if I could get any SIG, it would probably be the X5. Like, I've shot a lot of guns, barring the weird grip angle, it's different from Glocks. Like, that's one of the most flat, tack driving guns I've ever shot. So I'm a big fan of the X5. So pick up one of those, see how you like it. For the newbies in the back, what is basic firearm safety? Number one firearm safety rule, everyone should know this by heart, stay strapped, get clapped. Like not, um, so I'm not gonna go over the four firearm safety rules. If you have a gun and you don't know those rules, like, you should have known a gun. But beyond that, and this really only applies to guys, women don't seem to have this issue. This is only guys. When you're at the gun range and when you're interacting with guns, check your ego. 
be humble. Like if you are willing to be teachable and willing to learn, and this doesn't just apply to new people, this applies to instructors. Dude with the revolver who shot the roof, like you could tell he was teaching everyone, I'm the gun guru and I know what I'm doing. And then even after he acted like, oh, I shot the roof on purpose. Like check your ego at the door. I don't care if you are a tier one operator or you've just had your gun for five minutes. If you check your ego at the door and you're willing to learn and you're willing to keep your eyes open, you're probably gonna avoid a lot of terrible situations. All right, that is it for guns and stuff this week. Thank you so much for asking so many dope questions. Y'all killed it as usual. If I wasn't able to get your question, I'm really sorry, but that's the way that it goes. All right, until next week, I cannot wait to hang out with you guys for some guns and stuff.